Happy Thursday, everyone, and welcome back to Unbothered. Today, I'm going to break down tonight's Thursday night football game, 49ers, Seahawks. Who do I think will win? Have big games, all that. Then, Micah Parsons calls out Jalen Hurts as a system quarterback. Do I agree with Micah or not? Then, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers wants Mason Rudolph to start the third-string quarterback on the team. If Kenny Pickett can't go, I discuss why these guys don't like Mitch Trubisky, why they don't want him starting. And then I will also be making my college football bowl game picks. Bowls start tomorrow. I'm not going to predict all the bowl games, but I'm going to predict every one minus the New Year's Six, as I did go pretty well uh, for my college football picks this year uh, in the 99 percentile, just saying, again, got a lot of them right, uh, did pretty well. So I will give you all my college football bowl picks. I think most of them are actually pretty easy. So that'll be fun. Let's get right into it with 49ers Seahawks tonight in Seattle. Big game for both teams is Seattle is sitting just outside the wild card uh, spot right now. They're still in the hunt, but they are the eight seed. Still, they are out of the playoffs. They're a half game behind both the Commanders and Giants because of that tie that they have. Otherwise, Seattle would be in the playoffs because Seattle does have the head-to-head over the Giants and the better conference record over the Commanders. So that would have played right into their hands there. But that didn't happen. The tie. So. Seattle is one spot out of the playoffs. San Francisco is 9-4 and four in the three spot. And they can clinch the division tonight with a win, uh, secure that, and then Seattle would only be left with a wild card spot. So can the San Francisco 49ers go into a hostile environment where they you know, haven't found a lot of success in the past under Kyle Shanahan against Pete Carroll, and that is going into Seattle, especially in a primetime game and winning. Uh, most of the years, Seattle has come back. Seattle has come out on top of these big games. However, recent memory serves 2019, the four, last game of the season. Winner got the one seed, Seahawks, Niners. Shanahan and the Niners did go into Seattle and win that big Sunday night game that did give them the division. So can San Francisco do it again? I think they can. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they win tonight. I think they cover that. Uh, They've won six straight, longest active streak in the NFL. It is Kyle Shanahan's longest active winning streak. Their last loss, Week 7, to the Kansas City Chiefs. And since then, they have not allowed an opponent to score more then 16 points. This defense has been shut down. I've been saying this all year long. This is the best defense in football. <clears throat> and they've consistently been the best. There's been spurts where people want to talk about the Cowboys defense or the Eagles or anything, but the most consistent, dominant defense has been the San Francisco 49ers. The defensive coordinator, D'Amico Rides, excellent. He's done an excellent job uh, since Salah left a couple years ago, D'Amico Ryan was fantastic last year. Even better this year. I think this is one of the best uh, jobs a defensive coordinator has done. Nick Bosa, 
like I've been saying all year long, defensive player of the year. They found a star in Hufanga. It's safety. Uh, D'Amico Reyes knows how to u- utilize him. Fred Warner needs no explanation because of how great he is. But can Brock Purdy do it again? Can he be the one to lead them now to a divisional title? And yes, last week there was a lot of amp up with Brock Purdy. Uh, and it was, you know, going against the GOAT, his first career start. How composed will he be? Uh, and he handled himself with poise. He stepped up into the pocket, made big throws. The moment was not too big for him. Recognized who it was across who he was playing against and Tom Brady and outplayed Tom Brady, played flawless. The whole team played good. But now it's a different atmosphere. You're going into one of the toughest places to play, one of the loudest road environments. Seattle, hostile, primetime game, all the lights around you. This is a different field. Totally different vibe than last week when you're at home. Everything is going well for you. I don't expect it to be as dominant as a win. There's no Debo Samuel. Brock Purdy did play with an oblique strain last week. uh, Played through that injury, so he's going to have to play through it again. But knowing how Kyle Shanahan coaches his team, I don't think he's going to put it all on Brock Purdy. Again, it was never fully on the shoulders of Jimmy Garoppolo, but Brock Purdy is, or Kyle Shanahan is just going to require his quarterback to get the ball out to his playmakers, to George Kittle. Uh, and losing all the names here. Uh, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. And he's going to have them make plays. Last week, Brock Purdy made plays, made big-time throws. I don't think he makes as many big plays on throws. Uh, of course, he'll be contribute to him since he throws the ball, but I think we'll see a five, 10-yard slant, uh, an out route. Uh, and the players on San Francisco, the players I just named, they're going to be the ones that take it to the house and make these big plays. Uh for them, so I think it's going to be more on the playmakers and, of course, this dominant defense. Seattle has struggled. Uh, recently, they have lost three out of their last four games, and in those losses, they struggled to really run the football. And when they struggle, Geno Smith looks average. He throws interceptions. He doesn't look as confident in the pocket with the play action not opening up. Geno Smith looks rattled, and that is the Geno Smith that we're used to seeing when there is no run game going. Why did the 49ers do so well? They stop the run. They're great at stopping the run. Uh, and they get to the quarterback as well with four players. I believe Geno Smith, this offense is going to be in for a long day today or long night against the San Francisco 49ers. And like I said, Seattle has had trouble getting the run going. That's caused Geno Smith to struggle. And on the defensive side, they've had a lot of trouble stopping the run. Uh, the loss to Las Vegas, Josh Jacobs looked like Superman. He had 200-plus rushing yards and 300-plus scrimmage yards. Last week, gave up 200 yards to Carolina. Terrible. Just terrible. And now you're facing Christian McCaffrey in a power-running team. I don't think this is going to end well tonight. I know Pete Carroll says that, you know, they're having a good year. You're going to have to find a way, you know, to challenge them. It's going to be very difficult. 
maybe if it was, you know, a rainy Seattle game uh, where you were forced to run and, you know, a ball was slippery and, you know, you could force a couple of turnovers, maybe that would benefit Seattle a bit more. But I feel good about San Francisco winning this game and winning it convincingly. As I said, they are the most dangerous team in the NFC, and I see San Francisco getting the win tonight. Next up, Micah Parsons calls Jalen Hurts a system quarterback. Do I agree with him? Why, yes. Yes, I do. I think Jalen Hurts is a system quarterback. Now, does that mean he can't improve? Definitely not. Last year we saw uh, Jalen Hurts struggle to throw the football, struggle with his accuracy, and, you know, not play like a very confident quarterback. This year, we see something entirely different. And I have huge credit, I think, is to two things. It's, you know... One was last year. I don't know if the organization really bought in to Jalen Hurts. And this year, they have. They showed full confidence in him. How can I say that? Well, they made a blockbuster trade for A.J. Brown on the day of the draft. And it's paid off immensely because A.J. Brown, to me, is one of the best wide receivers in football. Him and Jalen Hurts have been great together. Just fantastic. Devontae Smith has opened up things for him. Uh, Quez Watkins, Dallas Goddard when healthy is another dynamic tight end into this offense. They run the football well. They have the best offensive line in football. Jason Kelsey sort of had a down year last year, but he is his dominant self this year. Lane Johnson hasn't allowed a sack in like three years, so his offensive line is great. Again, the trade for A.J. Brown has immensely helped uh, this man. But I do say he is a system quarterback. Well, some people could argue that is Josh Allen a system quarterback because a lot of people compare the trajectory of Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen. Josh Allen, a couple of mediocre seasons, led his team to the playoffs, but you know suffered a first-round loss to a better team. What do they do? They trade. For Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs has changed Josh Allen's life, and Josh Allen is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, one of the best quarterback wide receiver duos in the NFL. You could say, well, if Jalen Hurts, that same thing happened to Josh Allen, is Josh Allen a system quarterback? And I say no. I say no for a couple of reasons. Because Josh Allen is required to do a lot more than Jalen Hurts. Uh, the Bills do not have as dominant as an offensive line as the Philadelphia Eagles, so he doesn't have that time to throw the football. And Sean McDermott, head coach for the Bills, has struggled to develop a run game. He's got it going recently, but he's been there like four years, and they've struggled to run the football every year with them. They rely on Josh Allen to run the football. With Jalen Hurts, that's not the case. They have Miles Sanders in there. Uh, and they run the ball just fine with him or with Boston Scott, whoever it is. They run the football. That's what they do, which opens up Jalen Hurts' play action, opens up a lot of things for Jalen Hurts 
that don't open up for Josh Allen. The Bills recognize the talent of Josh Allen, knows that, hey, when we need him to put on this Superman cape, we need him to put on a super cape, Superman cape, which is majority of the time. They don't ask Jalen Hurts to be Superman. They rarely trail in any football games. Uh, I believe in the fourth quarter, they have trailed in two football games this year. They lost one of them against the Commanders. The other one they won, which was the uh, Colts. And the Colts are just terrible. Other than that, the Eagles have played comfortably. They've played with leads. And, you know, it's different. Whereas, again, that's different than Josh Allen. Josh Allen has had to play from behind and win football games. Uh, He was down against the Lions. And he had to come back, create a drive, win the football game. He was down against the Chiefs as well. Guess what? He had to come back and win that game. He was down against the Ravens by a lot. had to come back and win the game. So very... Very different situations there. And the other thing I want to mention as well is, you know, time will tell, too, about this system quarterback. For example, so many people thought Tom Brady was a system quarterback for so long, but he goes to a different system in Tampa Bay where they throw the ball a lot more than they did in New England, and he was still great in he won. And a lot of people, you know, after, you know, you win so many Super Bowls, they kind of debunk the system quarterback thing because so many of the drives were game-winning drives at Super Bowls, and Tom Brady just made big play after big play through the air. And we just haven't seen enough of Jalen Hurts to say, oh, hey, he can really do this at the highest level in the biggest moments. That's a key component we are missing from this Jalen Hurts argument and debate. But the other thing I want to mention as well, is to me there's four elite quarterbacks in the NFL. There is Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. If Jalen Hurts was on the Buffalo Bills, do I expect the Bills to be 10-3 and and have the one seed? No, I don't. A couple of those close games, like the Lions, they probably lose. Probably lose this game against the Jets last weekend. Uh... You know, they don't play as good with the Chiefs. Same thing. Don't see him coming in to replace them. Same with Joe Burrow. But I do see those other backs, other quarterbacks coming in with the talent that the Eagles have into winning that. And that's just based off the eye test that, hey, Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. He's in the MVP conversation. He's a favorite to win the MVP he throws the ball very efficiently, effectively this year. He's able to use his legs and get touchdowns. But to me right now, I 100% agree with Micah Parsons. I like his point, and I'm glad that he's brewing this rivalry because Christmas Eve should be a fun one between the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. But right now, I side with Micah Parsons, who I think is who I think Jalen Hurts is assistant quarterback, but he'll have an opportunity to debunk that. And if he does, when he does, I'll give him his flowers 
and I'll put him on the pedestal Joe Burrow and Herbert and Mahomes are on. But right now, Jalen Hurts is not on that level. He's just a step below that level, which is there's nothing wrong with that. I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, will probably win MVP with the trajectory of this team. But I want to leave that there. Next, Deontay Johnson calls for Mason Rudolph to start if Kenny Pickett is out. Now, that is the second time this season that a Steelers wide receiver has put an indictment on the backup, which is Mitch Trubisky. If you remember before the draft free agency, they signed Mitch Trubisky and, you know, they were in a roll with Mitch Trubisky. And Mitch Trubisky was the starter until week four when Mitch, he just looks awful. Last game, he looked awful as well. But early, like week two, week three, George Pickens was upset at Mitch Trubisky. Uh, you know, George George Pickens said, hey, you need to get me the ball more. Uh, we'd like, you know, the ball thrown more our way, but maybe we can make a play. It criticizes interceptions. Uh, now, Deontay Johnson saying, hey, give Mason a shot. You know, he's solid. You see him at practice. He's locked in. Uh, you know, you want to see him play. Give him his chance. That's an indictment on Mitch Trubisky. He's terrible. He is. I never thought that this was the answer for the Steelers, uh, signing Mitch Trubisky. You kind of saw that with the Chicago Bears, his first season with that great Chicago Bears defense. He was able to make the Pro Bowl in his rookie year. He had everything going around him. Then, because of just the dysfunction of the Bears organization, trading away pieces, not signing anybody, Mitch Trubisky got worse and worse each and every year. Last year was the backup on the Bills. This year came back to the Steelers, and he just looks awful. Looks awful. These guys don't like Mitch Trubisky, and for good reason. He struggles to throw the football accurately. Medium routes, intermediate, deep routes. He struggles to throw the football. It cost his team that game, a game I thought they could have won. Kenny Pickett was playing. They absolutely went. But they struggled because Mason, or because Mitch Trubisky doesn't know how to play the game of football. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of people that don't know how to play the game of football. But Mitch Trubisky is one of those people. Uh, I agree with Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Mason Rudolph. Should get the opportunity, chance to start this weekend. Uh, I think it'd give them a better chance uh, to win this week if they put him in instead of uh, Mitch Trubisky. And it makes sense, too. It's against the, against the Panthers. It's not you know a great team. Mason Rudolph does have starting experience before. They've seen him play. Uh, if they're fine with it, and if it's an indictment on him, uh, that being Mitch, then go for it. Totally cool with it. Uh, again, I think Mitch should start. I think he gives him a, the Steelers a better chance of winning. Uh, Mason does than Mitch Trubisky. Now, time to make some college football bowl picks. Again, it was pretty good. Seventy and thirty-nine on my college football picks this year. Pretty great. So, let's go to the bowl games. And sometimes bowl games are easier to predict. Uh, than, uh, what was I going to say, a regular season, just because of uh, 
disparity there between some teams. That's you know some bowls are you know conference affiliated, so a Big Ten team has to play an SEC or an ACC has to play a Big Twelve uh, based on you know the final rankings or your standings, and it sometimes you get a really lopsided matchup, and you're like, really. This bowl game, but with the affiliates and how it all works, yes, that's how it is. Sometimes we get good bowl games, sometimes we don't. Well, tomorrow, I think there's going to be two excellent bowl games on. The first being Miami, Ohio Red Hawks, and the UAB Blazers. UAB is, stands for the University of Alabama, Birmingham Blazers. Uh, I'm picking UAB for a couple of reasons. One, your mascot is a dragon. That's pretty cool. Uh, secondly, I'm picking UAB. Uh, because this was a program that was close to getting defunded, cutting their football program a couple of years ago. They resurrect themselves, you know, from multiple losing seasons, uh, you know, one-win seasons and just playing bad. And they're playing decent football for the UAB Blazers. Uh, they're ten-and-a-half-point favorites. I believe they cover. They win a big bowl game here. I like the UAB Blazers. In this one, but again, that two six and six teams. Anything can happen in this bowl game. Next, the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Interesting matchup. Two eleven and two teams. Who would have thought the UTSA Roadrunners, who are number twenty five in the college football playoff rankings, and the Troy Trojans, who are twenty four in the playoff uh, one. And this is. A 50-50. 50 people are on UTSA, 50 people are on Troy, 11-2. and two. Uh, Good team, UTSA are one-and-a-half point favorites, and I could see this going either way, but I'm rolling with UTSA. I like, UT- what does UTSA stand for? University of Texas, San Antonio. I thought UTSA was more dominant this season. They had the early triple overtime loss to Houston, which hurt them because if they win that game, they probably are going to be the group of five school uh, that represents, uh, you know, then they probably would have gotten in the Cotton Bowl bid, which would have been insane. But that triple overtime loss, the two-point conversion, uh, anything happens there. Uh, then they uh, played Texas. Texas, of course, a better team, lost by uh, 21. But it was tied at half. It's 17-17 going into the third quarter. Uh, when Texas just uh, really pulled away there. But since then, UTSA has won nine or ten straight games. They've played really well. They dominated North Texas in the conference championship game. So I like UTSA to win. Whereas Troy, uh, you know, really beat Coastal Carolina down in their matchup there at the end. Uh, But they've had a lot of close ones. They beat Army by a point. They beat South Alabama by four, Texas State by three, and they don't score a lot of points. Their opening losses were to Appalachian State, Ole Miss, and again, they don't score as many points as Troy. Uh, UTSA scores 13 more points a game. Their defense, albeit not as good, uh, but in these matchups here, I like the offense. I'm going to go with UTSA to win the Duluth trading uh, cure bowl. Then, after that, we get the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Cincinnati Bearcats, the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, Cincinnati Bearcats, this is a step down for them. Uh, last year, being the fourth seed, undefeated, college football playoff. 
Now Luke Fickle is gone, the head coach. How do they respond in this one playing against Louisville? Louisville are two-point favorites uh, in this, but I like Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati to play with pride now that Luke Fickle is gone. I, you know, I think this is a team uh, that's on the verge of going to join the Big 12 to make a statement here against Louisville. Then after that, we have the Celebration Bowl. So Jackson State and North Central Eagles. And to me, this is a tough one to pick here uh, because Deion Sanders, Jackson State, he's now gone to Colorado. Uh, You know, how does this affect the mentality of the players? Is there any real wake-up to come in and win this game? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to pick Jackson State. But I like this one to be close. I see it being very close, this matchup. Next, the Las Vegas Bowl. And this is one where it's like, really, this is lopsided. Florida Gators are 6-6. Six and six. They were a bad team this year. Anthony Richardson declared for the draft, so the star quarterback will not be playing. Whereas Oregon State had a really solid year. They were 9-3. and three. They almost beat USC. They come back, beat Oregon there at the end. Last game of the season, they've won some big games. So I like Oregon State uh, to beat Florida in that game. Washington State and Fresno State. I like Fresno State. They beat up on Boise State, and that was one I went back and forth on. But Fresno State with the quarterback healthy, that's a good team. Uh, I believe they upset a a Pac-10 team here, or Pac-12 team in Washington State. Here's the worst bowl, I think. The worst bowl is the Rice Owls versus Southern Myth versus the Southern Myths Golden Eagles. How can I say that's the worst one? Well, when a team with a losing record makes it into the whole game and the Rice Owls, you know there's a problem. Southern Myths isn't that much better. They're 6-6, six and six, but I'm not picking a losing team in a bowl game. Uh, give me Southern, Southern Myths. Next game, the SMU Mustangs going against the BYU Cougars. BYU... Good win there earlier in the season against uh, Baylor. But other than some things kind of went downhill. However, I'm picking BYU in this game. North Texas versus Boise State in the Frisco Bowl. I'm going with Boise State Broncos. Uh, they lost a their championship game to Fresno State. I believe they bounced back, beat uh, North Texas, who really didn't show up against UTSA uh, in their Conference championship. Uh, I like Boise State to win this one. All right, Marshall against the UConn Huskies. Now, nobody thought UConn was going to go to a bowl game. Everybody picked on them as a laughing stock on Michigan's schedule. UConn was respectable. Made it to a bowl game, 6-6. Six and six. Marshall are a bit better. 8-4, and four. they did beat Notre Dame this year. I like the Marshall Thundering Herd to beat the UConn Huskies. How about this one? The Eastern uh, Michigan Eagles versus the San Jose State Spartans in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Again, this is another 50-50 pick-em toss-up. But I like Eastern Michigan to beat the San Jose State Spartans. Why? Eastern Michigan is 8-4. San Jose State played one less game at 7-4. Going with Eastern Michigan. Sometimes these picks are unconventional, but it works out for me. How about this one? The Boca Raton Bowl, roofplane.com. Liberty Flames versus the Toledo Rockets. 
I'm going with the Liberty Flames. Now, I know Hugh Freeze, head coach, is now gone. He's moving on to Auburn. I don't think Toledo is that strong to me. It's weird that a Liberty team who is 8-4, who beat an Arkansas team uh, and played really well this year, our five-point underdogs are not picked to win this game. I like Liberty to win this game. The RL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Western Kentucky, Western Kentucky versus South Alabama. I'm going with South Alabama. 10-2, Western Kentucky 8-5. That tells me all I need to know right there. The Armed Forces Bowl. You have the Baylor Bears versus the Air Force uh, Falcons. I'm going with the Baylor Bears. Now, Baylor's 6-6. Six six, very disappointing season after a great year last year. Air Force is 9-3. But there's something about a Power 5 team going up against a group of 5 team. Uh, there's a reason why we call what a Power 5 school and what a group of 5. That will be on full display December 22nd in that Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, Baylor gets a win. Independence Bowl. The Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Houston Cougars. I'm going with the Cougs. Uh, mostly because Louisiana was good last year. They were supposed to build on some momentum. You know, possible group of five team. Nope, that was terrible. Nope, Houston Cougars. I'm rolling with them. How about the Union Home Mortgage Bowl? Wake Forest and Missouri. Uh, Missouri has some interesting games this year. They were able to, you know, almost beat Georgia, beat South Carolina. Good wins for them. Wake Forest almost beat Clemson. High-powered offense kind of faded late into the season. But I do like Wake Forest to rebound and get a bowl win here against the Missouri Tigers. The Hawaii Bowl. Middle Tennessee going up against the San Diego State Aztecs. Give me San Diego State. That's all I got to say. Quick Lane Bowl. New Mexico State against Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Ooh, I don't even know how to pronounce this one. I swear, there's just bowl games just to have bowl games. The Camellia Bowl. Georgia Southern Eagles, Buffalo Bulls. I'm going Buffalo Bulls. First responder bowl. Memphis, Utah State. There are so many 6-6 six and six teams. This is the third in a row of a 6-6 six and six team. I'm going with Memphis. Memphis Tigers. The Birmingham Bowl. Coastal Carolina against East Carolina. Can you believe it? Two Carolinas playing in a bowl game in Carolina. Who would have thought? Well, I'm going with Coastal Carolina 9-3 and three record. Trump's East Carolina 7-5 and five record. Coastal Carolina has had been a decent pro- program since the pandemic year. Uh, I like Coastal Carolina in this one. Wisconsin versus Oklahoma State. This, to me, is a very interesting one in the guaranteed rate bowl. Wisconsin, 6-6, six and six, not a great year. Oklahoma State, 7-5, and five, very disappointing after last year. But I like Wisconsin, Big Ten, Eileen, Big Ten. Uh, I think this is a win. Uh, that'll get the Luke Pickle, even though he won't be coaching, right off on the right track. I like the Wisconsin uh, to win this game. UCF against the Duke Blue Devils. Duke with a couple good wins this year. UCF and Gus Malzahn, I know they just lost to Tulane, which, you know, big loss for them, but I like UCF to win this game against Duke. AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Kansas-Arkansas. Kansas started off 5-0. and They finished... One and six, so a total record six and six. Arkansas, meanwhile, is just mediocre six and six the whole year. Give me Arkansas. Give me an SEC team over a Big Twelve team. 
the Credit Union Holiday Bowl, North Carolina and Oregon. Oh, man, this is a good matchup. Can you believe that we get a good one? The Tar Heels versus the Oregon Ducks, North Carolina versus Oregon. Interesting matchup because North Carolina's great quarterback, Drake May, Oregon, Bo Nick. Who knows if either quarterback will be playing North Carolina. Really faltered there at the end of the season. Bad uh, Oregon brutal loss there at the end where they could have still had a chance to go to the uh, uh, Pac-12 championship and just blew it. Uh, I like uh, Oregon to win this game, but I'm not thoroughly convinced on this one because of both teams. Texas Tech and Ole Miss. I like Ole Miss to win this game uh, just because I think Lane Tiffin outcoaches whoever that guy is on the other side there. The Pinstripe Bowl. It's Jerry Cues versus Minnesota. Give me the Golden Gophers. Let's row the boat, row the boat, P.J. Fleck. The Cheez-It Bowl. Oklahoma, Florida State. Give me Florida State. Florida State really found themselves late in the season after a close loss to Clemson, which they came back on. Travis Hunter, quarterback, played phenomenal. This, to me, is not a close one. Oklahoma, 6-6. Six and six, Florida State, 9-3. But like I said, it's one of those where the bowl matchup has to, you know, respect the conference standings. It's a conference affiliate. Give me that. The, Vail- uh, the Valero Alamo Bowl. Texas and Washington. I was leaning on picking Texas. However, Washington, Michael Penix is going to come back. Big news for them. He's going to play. Uh, give me the Washington Huskies in this game. Otherwise, I would have rolled with Texas. The Mayo Bowl. Maryland versus North Carolina State. Give me the Wolfpack of North Carolina State. Even though Drew O'Leary won't be playing and is going to transfer, give me North Carolina State. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Pittsburgh versus the UCLA Bruins. I like the UCLA Bruins uh, to beat the Pittsburgh Panthers. I'm sorry. Uh, Chip Kelly, Zach Charbonnet, DRT. I like that group. Now, here's a very, I think, great bowl game. Notre Dame versus the South Carolina Gamecocks. Notre Dame, respectable season, 8-4 and four for a difficult road. South Carolina just finished, I think, hotter than anyone else when they beat Tennessee, beat Clemson. I believe Shane Beamer keeps this thing rolling. They beat the Fighting Irish in what could be one of the best bowl games of the year in the Gator Bowl. Give me the Gamecocks. Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Ohio Bobcats versus the Wyoming Cowboys. Give me the Ohio Bobcats. Music City Bowl. Iowa versus Kentucky. Transfers coming into Iowa. Cade McNamara and Eric All. I'll be touching on those later. Uh, in a separate podcast, but in this one, give me Kentucky over Iowa. Then in the ReliQuest Bowl, Mississippi State versus the Illinois Fighting Illini. I'm going to go with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, a couple days ago, the tragic passing of Mike Leach, the head coach there. I believe the troops really rallied for this one. This is going to be a very emotional game. I like Mississippi State. Uh, to channel that emotion in for a win against Illinois, what should be a great matchup, but I think Illinois will win this game. Then finally, the cheese at Citrus Bowl. LSU and Purdue. I like the LSU Tigers to win this game. Purdue, Aiden O'Connell, quarterback for Purdue, just announced he won't be playing. LSU, I think, are going to play. They want to finish. Hey, they still have a chance at a 10-1 season uh, if they win this game. I believe they get it behind 
Uh, I believe LSU Tigers win that game. So a lot of great college football bowl games starting tomorrow. Then tonight's Thursday night football match at 49ers Seahawks. Four of a division if the 49ers win. Who you guys got? I'll talk to you all later. Bye, everybody.